Welcome back to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. In this episode, I am going to be reading you my chapter from the new book, We Lead, Connection, Community, and Collaboration for Women in Business. This book is a collaborative multi-author book by lead author, Alice Ann Loftus. She is a certified coach and she created the Leading Ladies with Alice Ann Loftus Facebook group, as well as the Leading Lady Ambassador Program, a mastermind that I'm part of. And she invited all of us to contribute to a book that would bring wisdom, inspiring and vulnerable stories from women of all backgrounds who are in business. And while this book is for women in business, it's truly an incredible book for any woman that you know. So the link to get your copy of the book is down in the show notes. And I'm excited to have you here as I read my chapter, which is chapter five, the four keys to redefine hustle, how to let your faith break the chains of overachievement. So let's get started. Chapter five, the four keys to redefine hustle how to let your faith break the chains of overachievement by Aaron Harrigan, Christian business coach for women. My story, everyone loves a rags to riches tale, right? The real fairy tale kind of story where everything works out in the end. Yet while we know those journeys take time, many of us clamor for overnight success sometimes sounding a bit like Veruca Salt in Willy Wonka. I want it now. We don't see the behind the scenes work that happens because social media is all about the highlight reel and not the bloopers. Such as the story of an ambitious woman who worked her way out of childhood poverty to the top of her game, so to speak. From hand-me-down rags to the riches of an impressive title, a six-figure salary, a big house, and a luxury car with a beautiful family standing by. This is my story. And it's a different kind of rags-to-riches tale. I can't remember a time when I wasn't reaching for something better than what I had, striving for one goal than the next, hungry for recognition and driven by achievement, When I think back over my history, my identity was always tied to what I accomplished, whether it was being the very responsible oldest of four raised by a single mom, the overachieving young woman piling on classes to appear smarter, or the wife and mom taking pride in the perfect family portrait. I always defined myself by the worldly definitions of the day. Super mom, boss babe, high achiever. And that worked well for me when life, business, and income were up. But when things were down, I reeled in self-sabotage. I'm not working hard enough. Maybe I'm not meant for this work. Never publicly, of course. Never let them see you sweat. Does any of this sound familiar to you? As a recovering driver, striver, and achievement chaser, I jumped on the corporate sales train right after graduation, putting my grit, determination, and tenacity into action, and rose to that magical six-figure threshold by my 30s. I proudly became the primary breadwinner of the family, and over the next decade, the riches continued to grow. This could have been the happy ending, but it wasn't. 
when my road warrior corporate career left our family running on empty with my husband and I passing like ships in the night and desperate for quality time over brand name stuff, the entrepreneur bug found me in a network marketing business that seemed like a golden opportunity to turn corporate life into life by design. It seemed simple. Follow the steps, put in the work, and success will come. Naturally, I thought, consider it done. I'm going to hustle and get to the top. I promptly poured that same hard work into making my side hustle a full-time gig and began climbing a new ladder alongside my corporate one. It seemed to be working well, rank advancements, earning a luxury car, and eventually, when my corporate job downsized me, the entrepreneur gig seemed to give me the freedom I sought. Except that I continued to work myself ragged in pursuit of more and soon ran into a brick wall. Do you ever feel like you're rolling along in life, then one day you get up, look in the mirror, rub the sleep from your eyes and think, this is it? This is what success feels like? Something's missing because I'm empty and burned out. That's exactly where I found myself in October 2014. It was a sunny fall day when I looked in the mirror and thought, this is what I've been hustling for? Our finances were a mess. Our marriage was struggling, and our family time was mostly relegated to events for my business. I felt alone in the struggle, as if there were a black hole sucking up all the recognition, awards, stages, and income, and it was insatiable. I'm reminded of the Talking Heads lyric. You may ask yourself, how did I get here? And you tell yourself, this is not my beautiful house. When others' promises of success didn't fulfill me as I expected, I knew there must be something wrong with me. The spiral of mind trash sounded like, what am I missing? Do I not want it badly enough? Am I not working hard enough? Is there some crack in my belief about the business, the products, or myself? I spent hours on my knees, even face down on the floor, begging God, please, God, save my business. Bring me the perfect person to help me be promoted to the top level. What I didn't realize at the time was that I was asking him to bless my efforts, yet I never once asked him to show me his will. I was only interested in asking him to bless what I knew was the way to success more hustle. That day, I knew something had to change, and clearly that something must be me, but I needed someone to tell me how and what to change. Sobbing and in a puddle of tears on my beautiful back porch on that gorgeous fall day, I swallowed my pride and I called a business mentor to ask what I was doing wrong and how I could get back on track to building my empire. I call her the Velvet Hammer because she's classy and graceful like velvet, and her truthful words carry the power of a hammer. I was looking for a quick checklist of fix-it actions. Instead, she gave me a wake-up call in two short sentences. Aaron, you don't know who you are or whose you are. Do you know Jesus? The words made no sense to me. 
I was intentional in writing the vision and making the plan and working on it, visualizing the outcomes and speaking them into existence. Everything I did was calculated for the best outcome for my family. I did exactly what the world said would make me successful. Yet, here's what was missing. Surrender. Real surrender to the God who knit me together in my mother's womb, who knows the number of hairs on my head, who created me as his workmanship and predestined me for good works made to impact his kingdom. And the path to him was through a real relationship with his son who died for me, Jesus. Instinctively, I knew this story. I believed in and prayed to God. But to me, Jesus was this mashup of the universe, the law of attraction, and some sort of fictional hero. I didn't truly know him because I hadn't invited him to be my savior. Why? Because that meant surrendering my self-reliance. It meant giving up my control over everything. It meant sacrificing my way for his. It meant taking my business, income, family, and my possessions off the idol pedestal. And that required no longer seeing my business or money as my savior, but instead giving Jesus that throne. Until I looked up from my personal rock bottom and listened to my mentor's words, I hadn't been ready to give up control and the hustle that fueled my adrenaline yet created a not so happy ending to my rags to riches tale. Now you may be ready to stop reading right here because maybe you don't believe in God because of something you've experienced from other humans. You may not even use the word God, not to mention the word Jesus. Still, if you've read to this point, there is something in my story that rings true or feels like your own story. Maybe it's simply that you want to know how this story ends. I invite you to keep reading because there is hope here. Whatever you believe, my mess may be the message you've been seeking. Self-reliance was my superpower, born out of being that ultra-responsible, independent oldest child, remember? And the idea of surrender, let go, let God, made me think of one thing, laziness. Yet the idea that I was made on purpose for a purpose and predestined for a path to use my God-given gifts gave me a glimmer of hope. Hearing that I didn't have to carry these burdens alone, wife, supermom, CEO, or do the work alone made me take a deep breath and let my shoulders fall in relief. Learning there was a path to doing life and business with the guidance of the creator who knows me better than anyone sure sounded better than white-knuckling my way through it all. So that day, October 4th, 2014, I said yes to giving him my life. And that changed everything. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I was brand new, and that meant my view of everything was new. Over the next four years, as the Lord worked on me, pulling off layer after layer of doing things my way, he taught me a new definition of hustle. 
his. According to Word Hippo, hustle is most defined as a verb to force or push one's way, to move quickly, to pressure someone into doing something. Noun, a state of great activity, a willingness to undertake new or risky endeavors, great and often showy or disorderly speed. Notice that most of these definitions are about being busy, hurried, rushed, aggressive, etc. Does it seem to you like the world has only embraced the aggressive definitions? It's like a tug of war between two extremes, the frantic aggressive definition of hustle on one end and the recent anti-hustle mantras on the other. Here's what the Holy Spirit taught me. The issue isn't the hustle itself. The issue is how we define and pursue it. When we emulate how Jesus worked with purpose, intention, a sense of timing, and always seeking his father's direction, we can redefine hustle and operate in the ambition he gave us. By redefining hustle, we discover Jesus's unsurpassed peace, calm, and even joy in our work, breaking the chains of overwhelm and overachievement so we can walk out God's assignment with clarity serenity, and fulfillment. What I've learned on my journey and where I see other high-achieving women, faith-led or not, struggle is when, in our desire to make an impact, we get lost in a spiral of overwhelm, overachievement, and unfulfillment. I picture these struggles as thick, heavy chains, keeping us anchored to the world's definition of success and unable to move forward with the assignment God meant for our businesses. Often, it looks like this. We're overwhelmed by the call to do more, push harder, and control everything. We're natural overachievers, and we believe overachieving will bring more or better results, yet we can't catch our breath. We're unfulfilled because we hang our hope on achieving the next goal, and no matter how much we succeed, it's never enough. God has a different system for success, and it's what pulled me out of the pit and turned around my life, relationships, and business. For me, it started with giving my life to Jesus and letting him lead. Out of my growth with him, he provided me with this four key framework for redefining hustle to break the chains of overachievement. I know this practice will help you too. The practice. Define. Only allow God to define you, your purpose, and your success. When our identity and definition of success are tied to the world's measurements and expectations, it's like being a boat in a hurricane. On sunny days, we're out sailing, making progress, achieving goals, kicking butt, taking names. But on stormy days, we are taken on water, blowing all over the place and crashing into things. When business is up, we're on top of the world. When business is down, we are face down in the gutter. As female leaders, we've got to stop letting the world and other people define who we are, whose we are, and what purpose and success mean for us. The answer is to only allow God to define these things. Who better to define us and our success than he who made us and already knows the rest of our story? 
direct. Give God the reins to direct you, your life, and your work. We are so busy in our busyness that we've practically created a badge for it. It's the overloading of our plates as ambitious women that sabotages the impact we can make for our families, clients, and the world. You've heard it said time and again that you can't pour from an empty pitcher, but we just keep going. I'm not going to lecture you on self-care. Rather, I'm going to give you an action that may sound cliche and overused. Let go. Let God. Give Jesus the wheel. Yes, I know it sounds better coming from Carrie Underwood. This is not permission to do nothing. We have to work faithfully and rest faithfully. However, and this may fly in the face of everything the world has taught you, doing more is not getting you more. Because that more is temporal, shifting sands, and ultimately unfulfilling. It's wearing you out and it feeds your overachievement without nourishing your life. The key is to stop following your own directions and let God direct you. It means starting your day by asking for guidance. Whom can I serve today and how? What do you have in store for me today, Lord? It means making your to-do list mission-focused, specific to what will move your mission forward, and surrendering your control to let God lead. He is your ultimate GPS. I like to think of him as the great positioning shepherd. Let him lead you. Let me be clear. I don't hear his voice like some Morgan Freeman character, though that would be so cool. It's more of me asking for wisdom and guidance and then listening or a feeling, seeing a person in my mind or creating a list of actions. This isn't magic. It's having a daily business meeting with my heavenly father and listening for his direction. Discipline. Put God's definition and direction into action with discipline. Raise your hand if you're a list maker. If you're like me, you love checking things off the list, even adding completed tasks just so you can check them off. This third key is critical because it's where we put our faith into action through trust. Trust is the action of giving movement to our faith. We have a responsibility to show up and take intentional action. Discipline for ambitious women means taking the knowledge of how he defines you, following his direction, and putting it into action. We can believe in God all day long, but to experience his promise of unsurpassed peace firsthand, we've got to be moving. Yes, there is a risk in that because we'll all face challenges, trials, and awful things sometimes. But it's in taking that risk and even experiencing adversity that we get to know his saving grace and power of redemption. Develop. Apply the wisdom gained to develop into the entrepreneur he made you to be. In business, there's a concept called the closed loop. And it means as we're informed, we do the work and learn things along the way, which are fed back into our work. So we get better at what we do each time we do it. This fourth key, develop, 
is what pulls the other three together to form our closed loop. We take the knowledge of how he defines us combined with his direction and then apply discipline to put this knowledge into action to continually develop. It's how we grow into who he's made us to be and keep growing deeper in our relationship with him. It's what feeds our knowledge and depth of accepting his definition and direction so we can put it into action and develop further. Our Lord loves us so much that he is patient with our growth, allowing challenges to teach us to depend solely on him and gives us ways to walk this out, our business being one of those ways. Together, these four keys unlock the chains of overachievement, overwhelm, and unfulfillment by opening three doors we all desire in life in business, clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. Let those words sink in and imagine how it would feel to have them in your life and business. This practice has opened these doors for me and my clients in the following ways. Clarity. I know who I am, whose I am, what action to take and when, breaking the chains of overachievement. Clarity gives me the freedom to embrace God's redirection from good human plans to God's best plans. For many, this means a shift in industry or business focus and a shift away from self-reliance to new levels of success. The result, a thriving business in harmony with the priorities of life. Serenity, I am calm, peaceful, and untroubled in running my business with my priorities in the right order. God, family, then business, breaking the chains of overwhelm. Serenity gives me the unsurpassed peace and calm that shows up in responding, not reacting, to life and business. For many, it means doors opening for new clients and collaborations because of the refreshing air of hope, calm, and integrity in which they're operating. Fulfillment. I'm filled by God as my portion regardless of the outcomes. Yes, I work toward goals, and yes, I achieve many, yet I no longer have that feeling of success never being enough, breaking the chains of unfulfillment. When our fulfillment is no longer connected to the empty promises of the world, we experience deeper joy and contentment in life and business because our joy and contentment are no longer tied to productivity or performance. Ultimate fulfillment is knowing God provides all you need and that where he guides, he provides because of our trust and obedience. This isn't a name it and claim it thing. The ups and downs in business no longer dictate satisfaction. There's great freedom in that. If not for the wake-up call of my conversation with the Velvet Hammer, I imagine I'd still be driving, striving, and achievement chasing, racked with anxiety about making it all happen, probably divorced, and struggling to make ends meet. Or maybe I'd be wildly rich, yet still deeply unfulfilled. What does all of this mean for you? I hope my story and this practice break the chains of overachievement for you by changing how you see your own journey. 
I hope this practice shows you where you can go when you unchain your identity from the world. I hope you see that escaping overwhelm, overachievement, and unfulfillment in your life and business is possible because the truth is God has a different definition of success and he's waiting for you to embrace and align with his great plan for your life. You may wonder with the gift of hindsight, if there's anything I'd change about my former driver, striver, and achievement chaser life, or if there's anything I regret about those years, decades really, that I spent in overwhelm, overachievement, and unfulfillment. My answer is a bit of yes and no. First, there's nothing I'd change about my former approach to life and business. Looking back now, I realize every decision made and every action taken was necessary for God to position me for renewal, redemption, and redirection. Without my past, I'd never have experienced the darkness, isolation, disappointment, and lessons that led me to realize he was the only way out. Those struggles revealed my deeper need for a savior who is steadfast, unwavering, and unfazed by the world's ever-shifting sands. I had to be brought to my knees to look up and discover a deep love and acceptance beyond the temporary high that titles, money, accolades, and possessions provide. Not only to discover his love, but to accept it, embrace it, and cling to it in the inevitable future storms. Secondly, while I have no regrets, here's the hard truth. I still spend time in overwhelm and overachievement, and I won't be cured of these struggles on this side of heaven. Why? Because we live in a fallen world, and that level of perfection cannot be found here. Remember, the world is noisy, distracting, and filled with people doing more and better than you. It's easy for me to overwhelm myself trying to keep up or outdo everyone else. The same goes for overachievement. And if I were cured of these struggles and life would perfect, why would I even need Jesus? The best part is that God made me ambitious and he gave me a gift for speaking and coaching, aka shepherding, pastoring in terms of spiritual gifts. And my business is one way that I administer those gifts. He made me this way to do his work. See Ephesians 2.10. So he already knows what I'm prone to do and think. Thankfully, he's already out ahead of me, preparing the road for overcoming those struggles anytime they pop up. And he's given me the tools, the Bible and this four keys framework to work through them. One place I've seen remarkable healing is where I seek fulfillment while I sometimes get caught up thinking that better results, a bigger audience, a longer client list, a larger bank account would be more fulfilling, those are truly fleeting moments. When those insecurities rear their ugly heads, I recall and rejoice daily over all he's delivered me through and all he's done far beyond what I could do on my own. I only have to look up at the whiteboard in my, on my office wall to see the list of the promises he's fulfilled and realize they are immeasurably more than I could think or imagine. See Ephesians 3.20. From saving my marriage to debt freedom 
to paying cash for college, escaping toxic business partnerships, and more. Most of all, he's led me to find fulfillment in knowing who I am and whose I am. I know that nothing I can ever do will change his love for me. I'll leave you with one more thing you can ponder to your journey right now. And it's something that I often think about. What if my lifelong runaway ambition, reaching the highest highs and the lowest lows of my family, relationships, finances, work, and all the things in between weren't about success at all? What if all of this was perfectly and purposefully orchestrated by a God who positions us, perfects us, and provides for us? What if it was all about him moving mountains to show me his will and move me toward his greater plan for my life? I may never know those answers until I get to heaven. And trust me, I have a long list of questions for my arrival there. But by allowing him to define and direct me and putting that into action with discipline, he is gracious to give me glimpses of how the dots connect and how everything develops me. And that is more than enough for me to keep going. Remember, God made you ambitious, but he didn't make you to do business as usual. Go download your copy of the four keys to redefine hustle at aaronharrigan.com slash four keys and put it into practice right away. When you do, you'll realize true freedom. Oh, friends, I really hope that you gleaned value and hope from the reading of my chapter in this incredible book by Women in Business for Women in Business. As we close out today, I want to give you a little bit of my bio in case for some reason this is the first time you've listened to the podcast. I am a Christian wife, emptiness mom, speaker, author, and business coach for high-achieving female believers who seek to refine or scale their businesses without compromising their faith. In my work, I bring to bear 30-plus years of corporate work and 10 years of network marketing as I help women break free from the drain of business as usual and align their strategy and goals to God's truth. I do this through customized one-on-one business coaching, my rooted group coaching program, speaking, and my award-winning podcast, which you're listening to, Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I also have my first book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle with Heart. I love the beach. I love tacos. I love good cheese and red wine. I love singing along to Broadway show tunes. And I love living along the Chesapeake Bay with my husband, Brian, and our new Bernadoodle, Rory. Friends, if you are ready to tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus to build your thriving business, connect with me. Get down in the show notes and schedule a discovery call with me. I'd love to see how I can best serve you along your journey. And I pray that this episode blessed you. Would you share it with others or DM me on social and let me know what you think? Until next time, I pray for and encourage you to tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus 
as you walk out your thriving kingdom business. I'll see you on the next episode. As we start this week of Thanksgiving, I have something very special for you, especially if you've been thinking, gosh, I'd love to work with Aaron, but could I dip my toe in to that experience? And it is my Thanksgiving bundle. It includes my seven module digital course, a signed copy of my book, and a 30 minute coaching call with me. All of that at an 80% discount just for you, just for this week of Thanksgiving. Go learn more about this and grab your bundle at erinharrigan.com slash Thanksgiving bundle. It's a wonderful way to experience working with me and to take advantage of some savings because I am grateful for you as a listener. Go to erinharrigan.com slash Thanksgiving bundle. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman this week. I pray this show brings you value as an ambitious woman in business. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social media and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to redefine hustle as you pursue success so your business produces much fruit and impacts his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.